When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host, Brian and Trickin. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by the wonderful folks at PitcherList.com. I am here to get you ready for Friday, April 7th action while recapping your April 6th fun as well. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at BDNTREK, B-D-E-N-T-R-E-K, for all the goodness that I can offer you across the fantasy baseball landscape. Let's talk about some baseball that took place on Thursday for you. Not a lot of games, six games, so not a lot going on here, but um, got a full Friday, so we'll get you going there. But for, for Thursday, some recent news for you, Omar Narvaez. He left uh, Wednesday's game. With a calf injury, details were to follow. We talked about Francisco Alvarez. Well, Omar Narvaez, uh, results of his MRI came back. He has a medium to high-grade strain of his calf and expected to be out eight to nine weeks at least. So this could be a long, over two months out, and that just officially makes Francisco Alvarez's call-up a a good thing, a big fantasy thing. Dude's got some power and uh, some batting average assets. If you look at uh, his overall skill sets in 2022, between double-A, triple-A, and the bigs, he collected 28 home runs, uh, usually hits with a pretty good average, struggled a bit, but hit 167 in uh, 14 plate appearances in the bigs. Triple-A struggled as well. The only concern I really have with Alvarez, he, he walks great. He had a 16% walk rate in triple-A so far this year, pretty much 12% or better throughout his career. But uh, striking out 42% of the time in triple-A this season, very, very small sample, uh, usually about a 25% strikeout rate type guy. But he is a player that if he comes up here and gets full run with the Mets, we're talking a potential top 10 fantasy catcher. So the waiver wire, the fab bidding this week should be a blast for the potential stud backstop of the New York Mets. So we'll see how that goes with Mr. Francisco Alvarez as he takes over for the injured Omar Narvaez. Uh, Jared Schuster coming back up to the bigs to take a spot start for the Braves, maybe a little longer, depending on injury situations with Max Fried and others. You know, uh, Kyle Wright did not look great in his first rehab start. Mike Soroka is still struggling to get going. So Schuster might get some more action up here. And he wants to build off of a rough one in his first outing. Four and two-thirds, six hits, four earned runs, five walks, one strikeout. Did have a 25.3% CSW, which not great, but considering he only had 1K, not that bad. Needs to limit the walks. Some pretty Captain Obvious stuff there, but we'll see what he can do on Friday. Jorge Polanco of the Minnesota Twins. We only started the IL on the season on the IL due to a knee injury. He performed in his first rehab start on Thursday night at low A4 Myers. The original reports were expecting to have Polanco back the end of April, the beginning of May, since he started out in low A. Starting out pretty early, though. If he can get things going, we might get a mid-April return for Jorge Polanco, so keep an eye on that situation but it could be a lingering injury because he battled this off and on throughout 2022. So my expectations are gr- good, but still a little trepid at the same time. Michael Harris, the second outfielder for the Atlanta Braves, left Thursday's game with back tightness after he slid head first into second base. That is not ideal. 
He's determined to be day-to-day. Back issues are no fun. Hopefully it's just a minor thing with Harris as the other outfielders not named Ronald Acuna in Atlanta between Ozuna and Eddie Rosario are not doing so sharp over there. So Michael Harris needs to get things going and get things going quickly. Let's talk about some of your hitting highlights on your six games played on Thursday. And the first one, I'm going to go a little off the board for you here. Orlando Garcia. I just wanted to highlight him. You know, three for four, a double, a home run, two runs scored, and two RBIs, as well as a walk. He had a walk-off game-winning single in the ninth for the Atlanta Braves. But I just wanted to mention a few things. He's hitting 370 to start the season, which is pretty big, with two home runs, seven runs scored. He's not stealing any bags, but he's got the average, the production, uh, in the run scoring department. And more importantly, his defense is outstanding. That's what's keeping him on the field. It's what's keeping Grissom in the minor leagues. So Orlando Garcia, deeper leagues, definitely middle infield viability in his scenario. Something to keep an eye on as he continues to get the job done and should be for the foreseeable future, the regular at shortstop for the Atlanta Braves. Vladito, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He's heating up, folks. Three for five of the home run. Two runs scored in RBIs. Two home runs in the series versus Kansas City on the season. Vlad's hitting 407 with two home runs, six RBIs. Told you heating up of late. But here's where it gets real fun. A near 15% walk rate, a 2.9% strikeout rate. He has struck out one time this entire season so far. That's impressive. And a hard hit rate over 70%. Vladito's locked in, folks. This could be a fun, fun season for the big man. The San Francisco Giants. This is a team discussion here. They are a tilting team. I talk about them a lot, being a Giants fan, that it's just a, a mishmash of players that can do that's the ceiling that we've seen over the three games with the White Sox and the floor that we potentially saw with against the Yankees. This series versus the White Sox won on Thursday alone. 16 runs scored via five home runs and much, much more. In the three games with the White Sox, this Giants offense, the San Francisco Giants, scored 31 runs on 13 home runs. 13 home runs for the Giants. They only had two home runs in the whole series against the Yankees. They put up 13 home runs versus Chicago White Sox. I do want to mention they're also striking out as a team over 30% of the time. So it is like the yin and the yang, the Jekyll and the Hyde. That is the Giants offense. But it also shows us this could be fun for streaming, uh, hitting, and also could be a headache for streaming, pitching, and vice versa. That's the beauty of it. So there's certain teams we love to attack, like the A's and the Nationals with pitchers. The Giants were originally thought to be on that list. They still can be. You wouldn't be shocked if somebody goes out there and just dominates them. But they just got the Lance Lynn. They've had some fun here of late. So it's it's an interesting team for fantasy purposes and for, for both the good and the bad. Just wanted to bring that up. It's a surprising thing, not just as a Giants fan, just a fantasy player in general. For more details on all the hitting action for you, check out the Daily Batters Box over at PitcherList.com. Starting pitching on the day, Kevin Gossman was the far and away top choice for the early action. We'll get to the late action guy. But the early action and Kevin uh, Kevin Gossman with six innings, zero earned, four hits, two walks. That's a uh, rough whip of 1.00. Seven strikeouts to go with 10 whiffs and a 29% CSW on 88 pitches. I did want to mention, though, and I have a feeling Nick Pollock will cover this uh, a little more for you guys. His velocity was down again as it was – a little more dramatic this time at times throughout the game. He was able to get up to about 94-ish on the fastball from time to time, where he was at 95 last year, but he was riding around 91, 91 and a half. So something weird's going on, but unlike some other pitchers that have dropped, dropped velocity this season, 
He's still being very effective. Now the Royals, not a great offense right now, struggling big time out the gate. Still something to monitor with Gosman. He's been effective without maybe his best stuff, if that makes sense. So something to monitor with Kevin Gosman. Here's the evening man of the hour, probably the man of the hour for everybody on Thursday, in Spencer Strider. Six innings pitched, three earned, which, you know, is what it is. Quality start for those keeping track at home. Four hits, three walks. Not exactly what you want to see from Strider. People expect dominance from Strider. You got it in a different way. He had nine strikeouts over six innings pitched with 18 whiffs and a 39% CSW on 101 pitches. A lot to like there. I love that he went 101 pitches. Give me that every time. That means he's going to get you hopefully six, seven innings in every start, which is beautiful. And he's still fooling people. Even though he gave up the three earned, four hits, three walks, lots of swing and misses, great CSW rates. Spencer Strider, real deal, holy field. And then this one is your head scratcher of the day. First Colorado game, Coors Field game, one nothing victory for the Colorado Rockies. The opposing pitcher to the Rockies, Josiah Gray, Mr. I love to give up home runs. But he does have good strikeout stuff as well. And that's what we saw against this Rockies team on Thursday. He went six innings, gave up one earned, eight hits, one walk, so nine base runners over his six innings. But he had six strikeouts on 19 whiffs and a 30% CSW on 102 pitches. That's pretty decent stuff there from Mr. Josiah Gray, especially in Coors Field. So it's it's the question to be is, is he just going to be that headache where he's going to be good and bad throughout the season? Because we've always liked the talent of Josiah Gray. That's never been a question. There's a reason he's one of the big pieces in the trade from L.A. to Philadelphia for Scherzer and Trey Turner. It's just a matter of can he limit the home runs and can he just, just be the strikeout guy we hoped he'd be. We got that on Thursday and one of the most weird places to get it. But then again, start before that, not so much. So he's going to be a headache for sure. Make sure to tune into the Plus Pitch Podcast with Nick Pollock and to read his daily starting pitching roundup to get caught up on all of the starting pitching action around baseball. Some relief pitching notes for you here. Pierce Johnson and Evan Phillips, two guys that were in potential committees, or Pierce Johnson filling in for Daniel Bard till he returns. Evan Phillips could have been bruised or Gatterall. Daniel Hudson's on the IL. There's options in L.A. Both gentlemen, Johnson and Phillips, picked up their second saves of the season on Thursday. So that's big. They've kind of been cemented into the role for now. A lot can change, but it looks like they have the the head of the table situation when it comes to saves on their respective clubs. Kenley Jansen picked up his first save of the season. I'm always a Kenley Jansen fan. He doesn't get the love I think he deserves. Between he le- makes it look sketchy once in a while, and he's got the uh, the health issues that that stinks for him. It's a scary health situation. But all in all, every season, when you look at the end stat line, puts up great numbers, and he's just an elite closer in baseball. So Kenley Jansen picks up his first save of the season. If you want more on relief pitching, make sure you read the Daily Reliever Ranks article on PitcherList.com to get you ready for all the good stuff there. All right, before we get a little preview into a full day, full day, I'm not kidding, from morning to evening of MLB action on your Friday, April 7th, let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom has created weight management programs that are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. 
And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. So stop chasing health trends and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the First Pitch Podcast brought to you by PitcherList.com. As we get ready to dig into Friday, let's take a quick look at the weather from our good buddy here, Mark Paquette. Thanks, Brian. Well, when we look at today's slate, full slate, obviously, Friday, a whole bunch of new series going. We have two games we're going to have to keep an eye on. One is the home opener for the San Francisco Giants as they host the Royals of all teams. Um, just a few showers around, some light rain, mainly in the early afternoon hours. I don't see this as a big problem. And then... The game that we were watching yesterday for some showers and thunderstorms will again continue to be a little bit of a thorn in our sides, and that's the uh, Braves as they host the Padres. This could be a little bit more of a concern. It looks rather wet at times tomorrow. Um, We'll just have to keep an eye on this, see if anything is going on in terms of DFS lineups or season longs, if we're going to have to remove some players. But that's it for good news, and back to you. All right. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. As always, let's talk some DFS. There's a lot to do here. It's a fun slate. You have two really early games. And you have a five game or a six game slate in the middle of the day. It's like 305 Eastern, 1205 Pacific. And then you have a five game evening slate that starts at about 720 Eastern, 420 Pacific. And there's even a middle game in there at 640. That's not on either slate if you're playing DFS. And so you have uh, 14 baseball games scattered throughout the day, which is a lot of fun. And that's why I said you got from morning till night if you're on the west coast early afternoon till late at night on the east coast which is beautiful baseball all day is a beautiful beautiful things so if we're talking bats on this slate a couple things to look at mad bum takes the bump in arizona it's to give me all the dodgers all of them i love me some mookie of course um i think vargas if he makes the lineup he's been battling injury off now he's been in there lately though he's interesting chris taylor's always interesting maybe jd martinez gets going again he's been kind of he's really good this year so that Dodgers team, you know, Freddie Freeman, don't forget him, many more should be fun. And then um, I'm really interested in the Washington Nationals in Coors Field. I know they put up a gigantic goose egg against Kyle Freeland, but I mentioned Freeland on this show and other shows I do. I thought he was an interesting option against this Nats team. I'm willing to go to the Nats now as they get Jose Urania in Coors Field. I'm good at targeting Jose Urania no matter where he pitches. I don't care if it's in Ebbets Field. Um, I will take the bats against Urania. So uh, the Nationals, very intriguing. If you're playing DFS, DraftKings, for instance, they're pretty affordable as well, so keep them on your radar. In the pitching department, we've got Clayton Kershaw taking on the D-backs. He faced them in his first start, and he looks to just keep on trucking against them. He was outstanding in his first start. And the D-backs offense has been not great. It's the nicest way I can say it. It's been very, very disappointing from the expectations we had in the preseason. And then Tyler McGill, Siler McGill, takes the bump for his second start of the season, faced the Marlins in his first start was outstanding, gets them again as the Mets open their season in New York and Queens uh, tonight. So I look forward to seeing if Siler McGill can do it once again on the mound. I'm a big, big fan of his. He has a walk issue from time to time. He did not showcase that in Miami, which was great because he has elite strikeout abilities. So I'm really excited to see him, and he's a great option in DFS. Um, Things I am looking forward to on this wonderful Friday Again, full day of baseball. I'm a baseball fanatic. This is great. I know the Pitcher List Discord will be hopping all day long with this great stuff. 
So I'm looking forward to it. There's a lot of good pitching matchups. Uh, no, like, legit, legit aces, but you got Zach Wheeler, you got Kershaw, Brandon Woodruff. Like, they're aces in my mind, but they're not the clear number ones which we've seen the last couple of days in baseball. So you can get some offense as well. You get a lot of offense today. It's, it's a fun slate where you don't have anything locked in, like, this guy should absolutely dominate and blah, 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 outside of maybe the Dodgers game. You have a lot of question marks. You get Citizens Bank Park where the Phillies should get their National League champion ring. is going up against Hunter Green, Zach Wheeler versus Green. Really curious to see how Zach Wheeler does. He uh, had a rough outing his first time, but if you look at like his 8.8 ERA, he had a 199, I believe, 199 XFIP or something low XFIP I was looking at earlier on Thursday. So there's a lot to like there. He has some swing strike upsides. He just seemed to get a little unlucky in that start. So I'm curious to see what Wheeler does. Again, I'm not curious what Green does. Going up against Philadelphia and Citizen Bank, that's a, that's a big game. Does coolers pop off? Do we get uh, Alex Cobb in the the season, the home opener for the Giants? Does he get to go a uh, full five or six after going three and two thirds in his first start with the against the Yankees? That's fun. There's a lot of really really intriguing spots to look at on this slate. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll enjoy it. A full day of action. You know where else you can enjoy it? If you become a member over there at PL Plus, PitcherList Plus on PitcherList.com, you get that Discord I mentioned. You get. All the good projections and rankings and all the tools, all the great stuff that PitcherList.com offers, especially if you're a PL Plus member. So I highly, highly, highly recommend checking that out and much, much more. That'll do it for me, folks. Another week in the books of baseball action. It's going to be a fun one. Hope you guys had a good one. Hope you guys enjoy your Easter weekend, however you choose to celebrate it. Friends, family, just hanging out. Whatever you do, be safe. Have some fun. And my good buddy Jake Crumpler will have you covered on Saturday and Sunday. I'll be back with you guys Monday. But for now, this was your first pitch podcast Friday, April 7th edition. I'll catch you guys next time. This has been the first pitch podcast brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.